podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. And I, I wanted to pop on because um, obviously we're in an international break here at the moment, but there's a couple of things that kind of been running around through my mind recently, and, and a couple of positions that were rumored to be looking at more so the positions. And and this was one player I wanted to come on and chat about because we were linked with him in the in the summer, and I think we were actually tentatively linked with him. Not in the January just gone, but the January previous to that. That was Ibrahim Singari um, from PSV Eindhoven. Somebody who, there was serious chatter about him on, on Twitter and a lot of the forums that Aston Villa wanted to get their man and that he was the guy that they that, that they were looking at. And then all of a sudden it just went dead. And everybody stopped talking about him, and uh, us included. And obviously you know you're going to have targets that you might look at and then you might become unattainable. But... The one thing about this guy is that when he was rumoured to be, uh, the Villa were rumoured to be linked with him, and it was admittedly, it was under Steven Gerrard. When we were rumoured to be linked with him, it was also rumoured that big, top, top, top teams were interested in him. Chelsea were interested in him. Um, Arsenal were interested in him. Liverpool were interested in him. And, and, and none of them got him. None of them bid for him. And for me, I thought that was strange because he clearly has all the attributes you could possibly want for a central midfielder. And I just wonder potentially if it's somebody that we could look at as a, as a backup in case we, in case we don't get maybe some targets that we want. I I personally think that this guy is excellent. Like he's absolutely excellent. He's a very, very good footballer. Prone to a couple of, couple of mistakes. You show me an Aston Villa player that isn't prone to a couple of mistakes. You show me a Premier League player. That isn't that that hasn't had a gaff this season uh, as well, you know. So sometimes mistakes come with the game, but this guy doesn't make a whole lot of them. Um, and it's just it's 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 somebody that that just popped into my mind last night when I was kind of thinking about potential players that could come in Aston Villa could look to could look at because Ibrahim Singari was somebody that's that's been played in the six, he's been played in the eight, he's been played directly in a central midfield position. And more recently this year when you look at him, he's been pushed out to that right hand side. And I wanted to take a quick look at him just in comparison to to the to the midfielders that we have, John McGinn's, the Douglas Luiz, Bubakar Kamaras, um and Jacob Ramsey. And I also wanted to take a look at him in conjunction with what how he would kind of uh, size up um, in relation to a Matteo Ganduzi as well. We have not been linked with Singaria since like a summer ago. So this there has been no link. I'm fully aware that there's no link to this player. But I just wanted to take a look at him because the thing that really interests me with him is that he had so much fanfare and then it all just died off and I don't know why. I have no idea why. So let's take a little look at him. And let's take a look, look at him from a statistical point of view. So he's still playing with PSV Eindhoven at this moment in time. Um, and if we move on here, he's currently rated a market value of 35 million. Uh, we can see his, his heat map, if you look at it below, is very much right side centric at the moment. He's six foot three, which is heft, 
I feel we need a small little bit more heft in the team overall. I think we need to get some height somewhere in there in midfield, a bit more height um, in there in the midfield. Sangare will bring that, obviously being six foot three. He's 25 years of age. He's right footed. And we can see here his heat map is very much predicated to playing out there in that right hand side. This year specifically, last year, he was an everywhere around the center circle type player. He was all around there. So it was basically he was box to box, left and right, sideline to sideline, box to box. That was the type of player he was last year. The reason I wanted to revisit him is because I have seen him play this year and he has been more right side dominant this year for PSV. So I wanted to take a look at him. And obviously, when you look at his statistics there on the right-hand side, his statistics are off the wall good. Granted, he's playing in a league that it's a lesser lesser level than the Premier League. But my God, his statistics just are just mind-blowing. And for me... For him not to have gotten a move yet is, I, I don't know why, why that is the case. And with Aston Villa having been linked to him previously, um, I just wonder, is there still something there that maybe they may be linked to him again in the future? Because I think he's, he's, he's quite an interesting player. Let's take a look at him here in that radio graph. Like you, as you can see here, his defensive statistics, 3.6, 3.06 tackles per 90 minutes, puts him right up there in the 90, 92nd percentile. Dribbles, ta or tackles dribblers more than half half the time that he, he, he puts in a tackle. Um, got a lot of pass attempts. They feed him the ball an awful lot. Got a pretty decent pass, pass completion percentage there up in the 70% mark. Quite a lot of progressive passes, progressive pass distance, passes it forward. So he's not a crab, doesn't move it left and right. He pro progresses the ball forward. Yes, he doesn't have that great uh, a goal-creating action or a shot-creating action um, uh, a, a statistic there. But as I say, he's a big guy. He he, he does, it, does lots of work around the field. But look at his possession statistics. 66.7% successful dribbles. He's able to move the ball. He's able to carry it forward. He gets 75.14 touches per game. Once again, comfortable with doing donkey work inside there if, if needed. Um, ball recoveries are off the chart. He's, he, I think he's the second highest ball recoveries in the whole lot of, of European football so far this season at 9.95 ball, ball recoveries per 90 minutes. That is ridiculous. And also when you see him up there, aerial battles won 67.2% really really strong numbers superbly strong numbers for this guy and when like when you look at it on paper there you're kind of going like like why why did those those links not even not just from us but links to other teams why did they never come to fruition um and it is an interesting one and it would be one that i would like to like to understand a small bit more when you look at the radio graph or the target graph or whatever you want to call it here to the, to the right hand side you can see him there in the yellow he tackles as much uh, as John McGinn, as we know. John McGinn is our; is, it does tackle the most of any of our, our midfielders. He has uh, the same interception rate as Bubakar Kamara, who intercepts the most of any of our midfielders. The ball recoveries are out of this world; like he's far and away ahead of anybody else. He's three more recoveries per game than any any of our midfielders. Dribbles at a, at a more successful rate than, than John McGinn and Jacob Ramsey, or two best ball carriers as well. Shot creating actions, as I say, aren't really there. But then again, he's a more defensive-minded midfielder. Progressive passes blow our our midfielders out of the water. Uh, from what we're seeing at the moment, this and once again, I should always state this: this isn't to denigrate the midfield play that we have at the moment. Our midfield play is quite good at the moment. Don't get me wrong with that, but it could always be better. And what we're trying to see is if Emery wants to inject somebody like this into, into the squad, these are the areas I feel that Emery is looking for with his central midfielders. And I don't think there's a specific uh, a CDM or um, 
our, our winger system that he's playing at this moment in time. But if you were to bring this guy into the team, you can immediately see his production rate, the amount of work he does around the field and the successful amount of interactions he has within that within a 90 minute football game is just like it's 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 really good. That's all. That's really what I would say here. That's all I could say here. It's really, really good. And this isn't going to be a very long one at all. This is really just going to be doing a bit of talking because I'm trying to figure it out myself. And I'm hoping in the comments, guys, that you guys, if anybody here knows of him, if anybody else has seen him, or if anybody else has read anything about maybe why any of these links to other teams have not come to fruition, based on what you can see here, please leave them in the comments. And also, if you like these scouting series, please give this a thumbs up and please um, and please subscribe to the podcast as well. Uh, but he's just an interesting player because he's he's a bit of a he's a bit ratty on the field when you see him like he can kick a fellow up in the air and that's okay by me he sometimes comes across comes across as being being a bit languid i think is the word i would say sometimes you know, he's, he kind of reminds me a small bit you know the way that you know the way adebayora used to play the ball everything was effortless and everything was like like moving in motion with him and sometimes he could look like he could look slow on the ball or he could look look like he was um maybe everything was effortless or maybe that there wasn't an awful lot of haste in his game, I think is what I'm going to say. Sometimes you see that with Sangari, but like sometimes your eyes tell you the wrong thing that's happening on the field and the statistics don't back up what you're act- what we see on the field and vice versa. Sometimes somebody can have a brilliant, brilliant statistics in a certain area, but when you look at it and how it fits into a certain system, it doesn't look quite right. And that has to be taken into account as well. But when you look at somebody like an Ibrahim Singari, and once again, I'm going to mention it again because I know that I'm going to get tons underneath here. If we haven't been linked, what's the point of this podcast? That's fine, as I say. That's that, That's okay. I'm trying to explain the point of this podcast as I go through it as well. Um, but uh, the, the thing with Ibrahim Singari is if we're going to get more resolute in midfield and we're going to really kind of break into the upper echelons, these are players, I think, that if they're hanging out there on the vine, we should be... Uh, looking to go and pluck them, and we were linked in the in the most recent transfer window with Guendouzi, who I am a fan of. The new Matteo Matteo Guendouzi 2.0, I think is what, what we would call him. And I was very vocal about being a fan of him, and I think a lot of fans, Villa fans, were vocal about maybe you know wanting to see a bit more um, of that type of player come into the midfield. Sangari offers all that and a small bit more. Now, if we were to get Guendouzi, don't get me wrong, if we were to get a Guendouzi type player absolutely delighted the whole premise of this is this guy was linked with a lot of fanfare to a lot of clubs and he stayed at psv and i delighted the players do that and i'm delighted psv were able to hold on to him from that point of view because obviously they're a very historic club they're a really good european club they've got a good um a good european pedigree there's been some really good midfielders have come through there they often get overlooked with the likes of uh ajax being the being the real nursery of football within um within uh, Dutch football but obviously PSV have given us players like um are given given us players like Philippe Koku and uh and and the likes there as well in midfield and uh they shouldn't be overlooked I think you know from the point of, uh, of view of the players that they uh, that they can produce but let's take a little look at Sangari so we can see him here and how he how he um how how he looks in relation to some of the some of the midfielders that we have at the moment. But when we even put him up against the Matteo Ganduzzi, like Matteo Ganduzzi there in the grey colour, we can see here that the amount of work this guy does around the field is just phenomenal on a European level. Like there's very few players in Europe that do the work this guy does. He is a complete uh, a complete midfielder 
except for the shot creating actions that he that that, that he um uh, that that uh, that he creates during a game. So you want to look for him to get that ball forward. You want to look for him to be that pivot player. You want to look for him to stop an attack. You want to look for him to be able to 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 take on donkey work and to take on lots of work within the midfield. Albeit he won't be that person that passes that has assists. He's not going to be an assist machine, but he's going to be that block in middle of midfield who is really good with his feet as well. I can't. I, I like he's he's sitting out there for teams. Guys like this don't grow on trees. You know he's sitting out there for teams. And I can't figure out how he hasn't gotten a move. I just cannot figure it out. Maybe it's something to do with the 35 million million pound uh, euro price tag. Maybe some teams feel that they don't want to pay that. Um, but it's just a, it's a really interesting one. I think that if PSV had an offer for 34 or 35 uh, million, I think don't think that they, as a club, are in a position to turn that down. Maybe they are. I don't know. I would be honest. I don't know how I about PSV's um, financial situations at this moment in time. Um, I don't know if Aston Villa are even, even linked with him anymore. But he's a statistical outlier on a European level, and I think that is absolutely fantastic because Gwendozi is 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 statistically really good for what we need as well. But when we look at this guy, he brings another element, albeit in a different area. And I would say that you know I just can't figure out how he hasn't moved. I really can't. A couple of you guys have popped in a couple of comments there. Um, Sniffrat says congratulations on reaching 5k subs. That's all done to you guys. I really appreciate anybody who's spread the spread the word on the podcast. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate everything you guys do for the podcast. As I say, we we uh, uh, we don't always get it right, but we don't we don't we don't always get it wrong either. And I love the way that you guys keep on coming back to watch some more. So thank you so much for that. Um, uh, Sniffrat, uh, renewed RS asks, has he many ninety minutes played? I don't have that up here, but I can absolutely find that for you. Um, uh, uh, I'm just going to fill time. Here while I look for it. How many 90 minutes has he played this year? Uh, that is a great question. Oops. I have he has played 90 minutes on. Uh, so he's played 20 22 of 23 games. He's he's lasted 90 minutes. Uh, this season. Last year he played uh 29 games, uh played 27, uh played 90 minutes 27 times. The year before it played 29 games, played 90 minutes 26 times. So uh statistics are, are are right up there uh, as well um duncan says another uh, i think another cdm likely in the summer guindizi and sangari would be good well i think if guindizi comes in he isn't specifically that central defensive midfielder i think he is that right-sided midfielder i think he's left those kick a man on the air up in the air days behind him and moved out and has become a lot more of a ball carrying attacking attacking force um for from for marseille the statistics don't bear it out from what we see on this slide here um, but he's very much more an attacking, not not an attacking type midfielder in the likes of Coutinho, but he's much more of a win the ball and go forward to try and progressive forward uh, first type player. But yeah, like if you sign the two of these guys, best of luck trying to get through, get into our midfield. Never mind, get through it. You know, it would be would be very good. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, and and this sec se Nigel, I I did read this somewhere as well that supposedly is a thirty seven point five million release clause in the summer. Um, I would imagine if that is not knowledge and if that's common knowledge, I would imagine that the bidding war would would uh, exceed the thirty seven point five million release clause in the summer. Well, that's dependent. This is my view on him. Obviously, I'm not uh, anybody in that that looks to buy or purchase players in any of the clubs. Maybe there's something else there. Maybe there's some. 
maybe there's some intangibles with this guy that we don't know about. Maybe he's not a great team player, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to cast aspersions on the guy at all, but um, uh, I don't know. As I say, I just can't understand why he hasn't gotten his move. And I would imagine this summer is the summer to pounce for anybody, but he will have his suitors. But he just looks like a fantastic player. And somebody who I think we can all agree, based on that, those statistics, Unai Emery would lick his lips provided that uh, that uh, he can uh, he has the temperament and provided that he has all the intangibles uh, as well um to come in and to play uh, play in Unai Emery's structure which i think he can because you know he has a, he he's a very resolute player you look at him he is very much that um players look to him in that PV, that PSV team they look to him to 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 stem the bleeding if they're if they're being attacked an awful lot, but then they also look look to him then when they're doing the attacking to get involved with the play. Hence the amount of touches he has in the game. Hence the amount of pass attempts he has in the game. All that married with the amount of tackles. So, you know he's uh, he's got that type of production uh, and that type of engine. I think that you could see from. Um, Oh, I don't know. Who would you who would you say would have that type of engine? I suppose maybe a Roy Keane back in the day would have always been involved in more in, further up the field as well, and would have been would have been uh, tasked with maybe taking that ball forward and and not shirking his responsibilities in there as well. I think you could very much say the same for Ibrahim Sangari as well with PSV. So that's going to do it. I just it's something I wanted to get off my chest because I couldn't figure out. I, can't, I still can't figure out why he hasn't moved. If Aston Villa were to sign him, I think he would be a superb addition to the team. He has it all in spades, and also what he has is that physical heft, six foot three, and uh, and looks every inch of a six foot three player when you watch him on the field. Togs out big and strong, and, and somebody I think that uh, would be a good addition to probably the 20 Premier League teams that we have uh, in the Premier League at this moment in time. So once again, quick and short. Thanks so much, everybody, for watching. Um, I'm going to be back probably tomorrow. I'm going to be start looking at the right back position. It's been something I've been teasing for a while, just based on, on a, a tweet that I sent out last week or maybe the week before asking for people's opinion on the right back position. I'm going to look at some players. Most of them will be cost effective. Some of them will be will be more expensive players. Just to, I've got five players in particular. Some of them will be centre back slash uh, right back. Some of them will be attacking right backs, and somebody some of them will be a mixture between between the two. But there's some players I've come across that I really like the look of and think will fit into into an Unai Emery system. Um, so keep an eye out for that. That is coming up uh, over the next couple of days, starting tomorrow. And I hope you enjoy these. And if you do, please give it a thumbs up and please like the podcast. Thanks a million to everybody for jumping on. Really appreciate it. We'll see you again soon. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.